Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Houston, Texas. Today is Friday, December 9th, 2016. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today. We are here every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. We appreciate you all for joining us. If you ever miss a call, just head on over to our website, www.windreamscollide.com. That's windreamscollide.com, and you can listen to the replays. They are titled and dated. You can share with other folks and just really get fed there. And also, while you're on the homepage, be sure to subscribe to the mailing list that we have there. Become a VIP, a Vision Impact Partner, and stay connected. Ladies, head on over to straighttalkwomantalk.com. That's straighttalkwomantalk.com. It's a kingdom principle-based platform grounded in authenticity and truth with no judgment. Women from all over the world are able to come together, share their transparency, their truth, their relationship with Christ, how they were able to go from that rock-bottom moment to where they are today, uh, just really selflessly pouring back into other women. And so it's a powerful platform that I highly encourage you to get connected to. If you are a single woman, you definitely want to listen to the replays from uh, our teachings on uh, lately. We meet every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and lately we've been teaching on um, just just different principles single women should practice as they go through the process. And so uh, it's a phenomenal message, uh, the last two that we've done, and we're going to continue on with this series. So I encourage you to go back, listen to the replay, listen to the recording uh, as well. And then for those of you out there working every day to provide for your family, doesn't matter what industry you're in, what company that you are building, if you're going to invest the time, the energy, and the money doing it, make sure that what you're building is for you and your family's last name. Head on over to builditforyourlastname.com, or you can type in the initials, B-I-F-Y-L-N.com, and get connected there uh, as well. Check out the vision and the mission that we have for this incredible platform. Get the gear. we got shirts. we got new hats as well. Um, and check out the events that are taking place. My husband, Ashley, will, will be in Louisiana on uh, Saturday, tomorrow, uh, for a one-day event in and out. And so if you're in that area and want to connect with him on that level, then make sure you go ahead and, and you meet him there at that event. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We're looking forward to it um, and everything that's to come. So builditforyourlastname.com, folks. My husband, I strongly believe that an inheritance is what you leave for people, but a legacy is what you leave in them. And it's time to stop hustling for your first name and begin building something of significance for you and your family's life. And you want to make sure that what you're working on right now lives past you. That's what it's all about, folks, okay? Well, let's go ahead and get this call started on this morning. If you're driving, please be safe. Put in your earpiece. If you're stationary, get out your pen and your paper. We have social notes on social media. Tag us in it using the hashtag when dreams collide so we can see it. Honey, why don't you come on to the line and say good morning to our VIP. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Yes, did you hear me clearly this morning? I said I am excited about your future. That's why I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. 
I won't complain. I won't complain. The old psalmist says, I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. But all of my good days outweigh my bad days, so I won't complain. I want to add on to that verse. I won't complain because complaining doesn't change it. I won't complain because complaining doesn't rearrange it. I won't complain because complaining won't even maintain it. I won't complain. I won't complain. Could you imagine what our lives would be like if we took more time for giving appreciation versus expectation? When you turn your time and your focus into the appreciation clause versus the expectation clause, you live in a life of gratitude. You know, disappointment comes from two places, unmet expectation, unmet expectations, meaning you, 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 um, you thought somebody was going to do something, you thought something was going to take place and it didn't. Another place is misguided expectation. Somebody said something and you misinterpreted it, or somebody said something and you and I, we add our own meaning to it, and when it does not come forth, when it doesn't happen, when it doesn't come through, we, we, we find ourselves in disappointment. And when we find ourselves in disappointment, ladies and gentlemen, because we're human, what we begin to do is we start complaining. We start complaining about what didn't go right. We start pointing to the finger and blaming people for why things did not happen. It, of course, is somebody else's fault. It's, of course, somebody else's problem. It's, of course, an attack against who we are and what we're doing. We start complaining about the situation. And the truth of the matter is, we're complaining about things and complaining about people and complaining about circumstances. We are complaining about situations, listen, that is happening oftentimes not to us but for us. If you could really go back and look at some of the times of, of letdown and what we would identify or label as betrayal, if we could really evaluate some of the times that we, we felt we felt disheartened. We, we felt a certain type of way. These are the days, these are the ways that really, really molded and shaped us. These are the very circumstances that made us who we are. And, and if we're not too careful, we begin to miss the transferable truths and we don't extrapolate because of the various vicissitudes we've had to endure and grow through that this is the reason why I am the mother I am. This is the reason why I'm the type of father I am. This is why I have so much compassion. This is why I don't do this and I don't do that and I don't treat people this type of way because of this circumstance, because of this event. I won't complain. I was watching my wife and I, yes, a documentary <clears throat> on the bombing that took place in Boston uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, my wife told me, honey, you need to see this. And um, I said, okay, I'd love to see it. Let's, let's see what took place. And I started to watch this movie. 
this documentary, this docu-series. And it's amazing that there were several families that were impacted. There were several families that were affected by the inexcusable, inexplainable, indescribable thoughts and actions of two brothers. One of the brothers, the older brother, wanted to provide for the family. He wanted to be the knight in shining armor for the family. And his plans of being a professional boxer fell through. And when they fell through, he didn't have a vehicle in his mind that he could use to provide for his family. So he began to get what they call radicalized. He was radicalized so much so that he took a trip to the Middle East to learn more and find what he described as purpose. Yeah, he found his purpose in breaking and tearing down others. And, of course, he was able to influence his younger brother because his, their parents and the influences in their life were still overseas, and they were living in America. They came to America to have a better life and create a better life, but because the older brother had fallen into disappointment, he opened up the gateway for radicalism. They decided to take it upon themselves to adopt the philosophy that I must destroy human life to prove a point of my purpose. And here they are. They've planned out an attack. They've got bombs in their backpacks. Forgetting the fact that these are people forgetting the fact that these are families, forgetting the fact that these are individuals that are innocent, that have nothing to do with the bombings, that have nothing to do with the tyranny, that have nothing to do with some of the issues or the reasons why they're angry. They said, I'm going to take it upon myself to inflict pain so my purpose can be fulfilled. They set off the bombs, and the first bomb goes off. Boom! Twelve seconds later, the second bomb goes off, and here they are, walking after the bomb into a Whole Foods store to pick up some food. Here they are a few hours later. They kill an officer, execution style, attempting to take his vehicle and attempting to take his gun. They execute him, and it ends up in an all-out, massive, intensive hunt where the older brother dies on the spot and the younger brother is the one who killed him with the vehicle. A few hours later, they find the younger brother in the boat behind a shed, and he carves in the boat that this is retribution for all of the lives that the government of the United States of America has inflicted overseas. It didn't stop there because now there were stories of limbs that were lost. There were stories of families who had lost a brother, a sister, a mother, an, aunt, an uncle. There were stories of people, mothers and daughters and brothers that had been separated, limbs and ligaments and those that had to go into the hospitals and, and those that had to get surgeries. They had lost limbs. Could you imagine one day you're walking on your own two feet, and the same day both two feet are gone. Arms have been misplaced, burn wounds all over your body. 
impacted every single aspect of how you can how you can function, your life is turned upside down in a matter of a moment. And the thing that resonated with me was not just the incident. The thing that resonated with me was how in the world they could still smile. How in the world they could still laugh. How in the world they still had tears of joy when, when mother saw daughter for the first time after surgery. When, when brothers who had lost ligaments, who had lost their feet, hadn't seen each other for 11 days, when they saw each other, they rolled, they were rolled by one another. And it was a moment of pause as they hugged each other and wiped each other's tears. And said, stay strong. To see the recovery process of going through therapy and going through surgery and post-surgery and another surgery on top of the surgery. One young lady, she had lost a leg and she was uh, getting the other leg treated for a year, two years. And she said, okay, uh, this other leg of mine is not going to be operational. They've got to take the other leg to make a decision to take my other leg that I'm a double amputee, but I won't complain. For each and every one of us this morning, we've got so many things to be grateful for. Your life is not perfect. Our lives are not perfect. But we are perfect for our assignments. I won't complain. Don't complain, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. You know, when you complain, it's just a matter of your feelings, how you feel right then in that moment. Um, all done. And we've all complained about something, whether it's they're not moving fast enough at the restaurant, the traffic is taking too long on the highway. You know, there's just there's a ton of things to complain about every single day. Not enough money in the account. Not enough time with family uh, and friends. Somebody didn't talk to you exactly like you want to be talked to. Um, I mean, the list can literally go on. Your children not listening. The teacher didn't do what they wanted, what you wanted them to do the right way. It's just so much. It's just so, it's just so, so much that we can complain about. But I think, you know, just being intentional about being positive despite what's going on for every complaint for every for every complaint we make there's a reason to give thanks for every complaint there's a reason to give thanks there's a reason to even for what you're complaining about <laughs> you know that you can there's thanks that you can find within each complaint because I for 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 me, it's just about the perspective of the situation. How are you looking at what it is that you're going through? How how, how what's your what lens are you looking at it through? Are you looking at it through the lens of a problem, an issue, uh, a, a challenge, or are you looking through it uh, at it through the lens of an opportunity? 
an opportunity to do something better, an opportunity to do something greater. The scripture tells us in First Thessalonians um, 5, verse 16 through 18, rejoice always, always rejoice. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So even that issue that you feel qualifies for a complaint, the scripture tells us rejoice always, not sometimes, not when we feel like it, not when things are just good, but always, even when things are bad, even when things qualify for a complaint, rejoice instead. Pray without ceasing. That means nonstop, regardless of what the issue is, what's going on, it shouldn't affect your prayer life. You shouldn't stop praying, stop worshiping, and stop communicating with God because things got tough. No. In everything, give thanks. Everything. Not some things, not the things you like, not the things that are in your favor. You know, favor ain't fair, so I'm going to give thanks. No. Well, what about the times when you think favor ain't fair? Yeah. During those times, you should give thanks anyway because it says for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Well, how is it God's will for me to be broke? How I'm broke right now. How is it God's will for me to be lonely and single my whole life? How is it God's will for me to lose my husband, lose my wife, lose my family, lose my kid? How is that God's will for me? First of all, you don't question what he does. You don't question what he does, how he does it, why he does it. Just know he knew your beginning he knew your ending before your beginning. He knew it all together. Before he anybody else knew you, he formed you. He already created you to do something. Like, he already knows your thoughts. He knows every thought you're going to think before you even think it. <laughs> he knows it. So he's not shocked or surprised that, oh, no. I, I, oh, my goodness. I didn't know. I didn't know they were going through bankruptcy. Peter, what are we going to do? God is not sitting up there talking about OME. You're like, oh, my God, OMG. No, he's not sitting there talking about OME. What, what, what am I going to do to help them? I didn't, I didn't see this coming. He's not shocked, surprised, blindsided, or, or, or any of that when, when you go through something. He already knew it was going to happen. He knew you was getting ready to complain. You know what? He was just hoping that you was going to change your mind. That instead of complaining, you was going to do what, your, what his word says and, and rejoice. Philippians two fourteen through 16, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Well, that's everybody convicted on that this morning. All things without grumbling? You mean, uh, you mean doing these squats in the gym? <laughs> without grumbling? Yes, they qualify too. You mean paying the bills? Yes, they qualify too. You mean uh, driving these miles for a road trip? Yes, you mean all of that, every single bit of it. You mean having to travel to go take care of business when you really want to be at home with your family? Yep, all things. Uh huh. Absolutely. You mean that business partner that's lying on you, that that's uh trying to use you to get ahead with somebody else? Yep, that too. Mm hmm. The one that's talking about you? Mm hmm. All things. Do it. Do do everything that you do without without grumbling, without disputing, so that you will prove yourself to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as light in the world. You got to hold fast to the word of light so that in the day of Christ, 
I will have reason to glory because I did not run in vain or toil in vain. See, you do things without grumbling and without complaining because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you want to be able to look back and say, it was all for something. It wasn't in vain. It wasn't for nothing. The bankruptcy wasn't for nothing. The repossession wasn't for nothing. The eviction and foreclosures, they weren't for nothing. The divorce wasn't for nothing. The the death wasn't for nothing. The lying, the the character assassination, it all wasn't for it was for it was for something. That's why no matter what's happening around you, the only thing that matters the most is what's happening inside of you. You see some people when they experience tremendous loss and they keep working, they keep moving, they keep grooving. And you're like, how on earth are they able to do that? Because they, they're they leaning on this word. They say, you know what, well, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep doing what I need to do. Because at the end of the day, when I look up, I want to make sure that none of what I've done is in vain. James 5 and 9 tells us, do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged, because the judge is standing at the door. The judge is God. He's sitting right there at the door, listening to you complain. You sitting up there judging everybody else because of how they're doing what they're doing because it's not like what you want it to be like. You steady complaining, mumbling, grumbling against everybody else when you don't qualify to judge anybody. He's the judge and the jury. <laughs> you don't qualify to judge nobody. There's only one person that holds that seat. And that ain't you. The real judge is standing at the door watching you judge other people so he can judge you for judging them. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, there's, there's, a, there's a million reasons why you can complain, why, why you can give up, why you can quit. But there's a trillion more why you shouldn't, why you shouldn't complain, why you shouldn't give up, and why you shouldn't quit. So just change your lens. Change your perspective of your situation. Instead of focusing on what you've lost, think about how that experience positions you to gain. Because in all decrease, there is hidden increase. Honey? I won't complain. God bless you. God bless your family. And God will certainly. Bless your dream.